As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group, and tonight is the night that we're going to be speaking about prayer, and we're going to be praying for you. Now, the whole week, we're dealing with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which I call the love test. By the way, Denise is here, and Maxime, Angel. Guys, do you see why I call it the love test? Oh, yes. I mean, Paul really gave us those verses to be able to go down the checklist and see how we're doing at walking in love. And do you know what I really personally believe? I believe it was Paul's personal test because Paul was a man with strong emotions, strong opinions, strong temperament, strong character, got into a big fight with Barnabas. He seemed to be very, very proud of the fact that he rebuked Peter to the face. Slapped the high priest. Slapped the high priest. I think Paul had real issues about walking in love and controlling himself. And what I really believe is when Paul wrote those verses, love is patient, love is kind. I think he was talking to himself. Paul, remember, love is patient, patient, patient. Love is kind, kind, kind. I think he was kind of talking to himself and it was his own personal checklist. And that's why I call it the love test. And I want you to have the free download that goes with it. The study guide, the love test, the subtitle says what God's high level love looks like when it is released in you. And friends, you are loaded with agape. You're loaded with high level love. We saw that last night in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, the love of God is, not, not it's going to be, it is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You just need to know how to tap into it and release it, and you can move out of your flesh into a higher level of love with others. And by the way, when you really walk in high level love, it makes your life much less stressful because you don't get stressed out by other people because you've shifted up into a higher level of love that is unaffected and never stressed out. That's why you need to know how to walk in love and get this free download, The Love Test. You can get it right now by going online or you can give us a call. And with it, there is a five-part series that comes in multiple formats and there is the little book. Now this book may look little, but you know sometimes dynamite comes in small packages and this is dynamite. It is just dynamite. And this week we're offering everything on our website for 25% off. And I mean everything. Joel, that is amazing. That's right. Everything in our store is 25% off. Sparkling Gems 1 and 2, Known for Compromise, Light and Darkness. These mammoth books have a good discount. And not just the books, the study guides. Mm -hmm. The videos, the audio, everything. And I want to mention two books tonight especially because right now everybody's talking about the elections, what's going on in politics. It seems the world has lost its mind. And that's why you need to read this book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. I told Denise, boy, did we ever name that book correct. Mm -hmm. The foreword is written by my friend John Bevere. But this book is 25% off. And another book that you need to be reading right now, and you need to order it today. Are you ready for this? Last Days Survival Guide. You need to know how to grab your boots and your Bible and march through what is in front of us. Because, my friends, really interesting times are in front of us. The Bible is very clear about it. In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, 
the Holy Spirit calls it perilous times. You might say, well, I don't want to believe we're going to go through perilous times. Well, it doesn't really matter what you believe. The Bible says it's going to happen. You need to embrace it. And rather than be afraid of it, grab hold of the Word of God, the blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, and say, hey, we're going to march through this season like soldiers. And I call it a survival guide, but God wants you to do much more than survive. He wants you to really thrive. And that's why I wrote this handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. It's a significant book. It is amazing the comments that have been put on social media and Amazon, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people are reading this book. And my friend, if you don't have it, you need to get it. This is a book you need to read. And you ought to order a couple because this is a book you're going to want to give to somebody else. And it would be an awesome gift to give for Christmas or Sparkling Gems 1, Sparkling Gems 2, A Light in Darkness, No Room for Compromise. It's all there on the website, and it is 25% off. And please remember that if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. We're going to pray for you tonight. We're going to talk to you tonight about prayer. But I want to welcome Denise, and I want to welcome Maxime, and Mr. Joel Renner. Hi, guys. Hi, Rick. Home group, welcome. We're so glad that you're with us tonight, and we're really looking forward to praying for you and and just hearing from God as we pray for you because the Holy Spirit, He is alive. He's alive in you. He's alive in me. And He has gifts and things that He wants to share with us. Amen. Maxime? I'm happy to talk about prayer. I love to pray. I live on prayer. So thank you for this subject. Joel? Right, Maxime. Prayer is wonderful. The Bible says the prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I was thinking about that. It really does. Elijah prayed, and it didn't rain for years in Israel. The prayers of a righteous man avail much. That's right. But, you know, this is Tuesday, and people, organizations all over the world are asking people to support them on this Giving Tuesday. It's this recent holiday. And we decided to talk about prayer tonight and to pray for you. Mm-hmm. So if you have prayer, if you have prayer needs, please call us or write us. We want to pray with you. You know, if we can put our faith together. I believe miracles can happen in your life. Amen. And I want to mention one more book that's 25% off on our website right now. It's another little book, but it is really a good book. And it's called How to Receive Answers from Heaven. What to do when your prayers go unanswered. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. it kind of feels like your prayer is never going to be answered. The back of the book says, perhaps you've made some requests to the Lord and the answers have seemed long in coming. So how do you make sure that your prayers are in line with God's pattern so you can rest with confidence that your prayers will be answered? That's what we answer in, how to receive answers from heaven. This is really from our personal lives, what we do, what we believe, how we pray. This will be an answer for you. But tonight, we're going to go right to Ephesians 6, verse 18. And I want us to talk about prayer tonight before we pray. Are you ready, Denise Renner? Ready. All right, let's go to Ephesians 6, verse 18. And in Ephesians 6, verse 18, Paul says, Praying always with all prayer. With all prayer. What in the world does that mean? Well, it is the Greek phrase, dia pases pros eukes. You say, well, what in the world does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what it means. The Greek phrase, if you were going to translate it fully, means pray with all kinds of prayer. It means one size does not fit all. There are different kinds of prayers. You could actually translate the verse like this. 
pray with all manner of prayer. It indicates there's different kinds of prayer. Or you could just literally translate it, pray with all kinds of prayer. There's many different kinds of prayer. How about this one? Pray with all the kinds of prayer that are available for you to use. So there's more than one kind of prayer. One size does not fit all. There's a different kind of praying for every situation. And if you use the wrong tool when you're trying to fix something, you probably won't be able to fix it. You have to use the right tool to get the right result. And likewise, there's different kinds of prayer. And sometimes people don't get the results they want because they're not praying correctly. You have to have the right prayer tool. And how often should we pray? What does the verse say? It says praying always. Everybody say always. Always. The word always in Greek is in ponte Cairo. The word in would be better translated at. At all times. The word panty is an all-encompassing word. The word pan means everything. The word T describes the most minute, minuscule detail. It means each and every. It is all-encompassing. It embraces everything, even the smallest, most minute of details. The word Cairo is the Greek word for times or seasons. And when you put it all together, praying always, in Greek, in panty Cairo, would be better translated Pray at each and every occasion, mm -hmm. or you could translate, pray at every opportunity. That's a great translation. Right. You could translate it literally, pray every time you get a chance. That's a great translation because there's a lot of chances. You could literally translate it, pray at every season, or pray at each and every possible moment. This means we should live a lifestyle of Prayer. Prayer. And the idea that the Apostle Paul is trying to get across to us is anytime you get a chance, no matter where you are or what you're doing, at every opportunity, every season, and every possible moment, seize that time to pray. Now, I can just hear somebody say, you mean I've got to walk around with a prayer shawl and I've got to be burning incense and just praying all the time involved in intercession? That's not what it says. It's talking about an attitude of prayer. You know, it's interesting that in the Jewish world, they believed even the shedding of a tear was a prayer. Everything can be a prayer. I pray when we go to bed at night. Every night I pray with Denise. If I don't pray, I ask Denise to pray. When I wake up in the morning, do you know what I say? I said it to Denise this morning. Denise, the Bible calls this the womb of the morning. And of course, we wake up at the crack of dawn. We get up about four. I always quote the scripture about it being the womb of the morning. I always say, Lord, here we are, the womb of the morning. The morning is being born. We're being born with you. That's a prayer. When I let the dog out and let the dog in, I talk to my dog and I even say, Jesus is Lord of all. It's a form of a prayer. It is an attitude. Prayer can be an attitude. And we are told in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we're to pray continuously. The Greek actually says without a pause. Well, we know you have to do other things in life. You've got to cook your food. You've got to mow the yard. You've got to drive your car. But in the middle of all of it, you can have an attitude of prayer. Your entire life can become a prayer. And I'm going to tell you that I try to stay in an attitude of prayer all the time. And Denise, I know that you do too. Well, it, I want my heart to be before him. 
that I'm communicating with him and that I'm seeking him. Like we're talking about high level love this <laughs> this week and and I'm convicted all the time by that his love is so high. Mm-hmm. It's so high. And I know that I have to really pray and I have to really seek him to for that to be expressed out of me because I know me. I mean, selfishness and all of that kind of thing that we deal with in our flesh. But if we yield to our spirit, it's greater than our flesh. And that love can come out of us. And so we're talking about prayer. I have to pray. I have to pray. Anytime you get a chance. That's what Paul says. I have to pray. Every season, every time you get a chance, seize every moment possible to pray. Now, he also says, as I've already told you, pray with all prayer. It means all kinds of prayer that are available for you to use. And I've already said that sometimes people don't get their prayers answered because they're using the wrong kind of prayer in a situation. Just like there are different instruments. If you're going to go fix your car, you have to have the right instrument. If you're going to fix something around the house, you have to have the right instrument. And if you use the right kind of prayer, you're probably going to get things done. And this phrase, with all prayer... In Ephesians 6, verse 18, can be translated with all kinds of prayer. Hold on. This means one size doesn't fit all. There's different kinds of prayer. And the New Testament depicts six different kinds of prayer. Six. Here they are. The prayer of consecration. That's the most often form of prayer used in the New Testament. The prayer of petition, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. The prayer of authority, some people call it the prayer of faith. The prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of supplication, wow, that's powerful. The prayer of intercession, let me say it again. The prayer of consecration. The prayer of petition, which we're going to cover in just a moment. The prayer of authority, some people call it the prayer of faith. The prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of supplication and the prayer of intercession. These are six different kinds of prayer that God has made available to every believer. These are the tools of prayer which God has put in your spiritual toolbox. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to know more about these six kinds of prayer, then you need to order this book, which tonight is 25% off on our website because chapter 16 in Dress to Kill, the entire chapter is about the lance of prayer and intercession. And I discuss in great depth all six kinds of prayer, the six prayer tools that God has put in your spiritual tool chest. You need to know what they are. You need to know when to use them, when they're appropriate to use, when they're not appropriate to use. And if you'll understand what tool of prayer to use when you pray, guess what? You're going to get better results when you pray. It might be that your prayers have not been answered because you've been using the wrong tool. These really are spiritual tools, and you need to know how to use them. Amen? Amen. But this is 25% off along with everything right now on our website. But tonight, I want to talk about the prayer of petition. Are you ready? And in fact, look again at Ephesians 6, verse 18. It says, praying always with all prayer and what? 
Supplication. Supplication. Everybody say supplication. Supplication. What does supplication mean? Well, the word supplication in Greek is the word diasis. This is a very powerful word. This word in its various forms are translated prayer, petition, supplication. It's used more than 40 times in the New Testament. This is not just a normal word for prayer. The word diasis is taken from the verb deomai, which most literally describes a person's need or a person's want, focuses more on their desperate need. This is not a person praying for a bigger, more luxurious house or a nicer car. This is a person with a real serious need in their life. And usually it has to do with basic needs that must be met in order for a person to continue in his or her existence. God, you've got to do this. This is not me saying, Lord, I'd like for you to do this. It would be nice if I had a new house. Lord, I'd like to have this. I'd like to go on. You don't have to have a bigger house to survive. We're talking about basic, basic, essential needs. That's what the word deasis means. You could say the word deasis, this word translated supplication, is a petition or a cry for God's help that really exposes your insufficiency to meet your own needs. Mm -hmm. God's got to move or you're in trouble. That's what the word deasis means. When you really feel like you're in a pinch, God, I've got to get you to do this in my marriage. God, you've got to touch my child. God, you've got to touch my finances. I mean, you're really crying out. That's the word deasis, which here is translated supplication. And we find the same word used in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Let's go there. I think you're going to be surprised to find this word. But it's perfectly depicted in Hebrews 5, verse 7. And it refers to Jesus. Hebrews 5, 7 says, Who in the days of his flesh, when Jesus was in the earth, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with what? Strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. Jesus was in a position where he needed the Father to move. This was not a moment when he was offering something that it would be nice if it could happen. It was a deasis. And in fact, prayers and supplications in Greek is the word deasis. And it means in this moment, Hebrews 5 verse 7 tells us Jesus was very aware of the weakness of his own humanity at that moment. He recognized his need for the Father to provide strength for him. And he deeply cried out in faith for God to do something that was critical at that moment in his life. This was not optional. It was a deasis. God, you've got to do this. This is a basic need for my existence and for my ability to continue. I know that you have felt that way. I have felt that way many times. Even when we've gathered together and we've prayed about our ministry and the needs of others, we've said, God, we have to have you move. Lord, this is not optional. God, we have to have you move. That's what the word deasis means. I think it's very powerful. And in this particular verse, it depicts Jesus crying strong, strongly, and even with tears. This was the moment when Jesus absolutely had to have God move. We find the word deasis used again. Are you ready for this? James chapter 5, verse 17. Go there. James 5, verse 17. And it depicts Elijah. Joel, you were talking about Elijah earlier. Well, here it is. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he did what? Prayed earnestly. earnestly. 
That is the word deasis, which means Elijah was in a moment when he felt desperate. This word deasis describes desperation. When you're making a petition to God, God, I've got to have you move in my life. And Elijah in this moment prayed deasis. Even though he was a great, mighty man of God, he was very aware of his own personal inabilities, his own weakness. And out of his deep sense of need, he deasis. He cried out and said, God, I've got to have you move. You've got to move in my life. This is not optional. God, this is critical to my existence. This is essential. I have to have you move. This kind of prayer stems from a recognition of some great need that you're unable to meet by yourself. Now hear me. God does not respond to you because you cry. The Bible never says that. God responds to faith. So it's not the crying that causes God to answer. But it is a faith-filled cry for help. This person is praying from a position of humility, asking God, even demanding that God move in some way in his life. It is power to minister, power to survive, do something for my finances, do something for my marriage, for my child. It is crying out in faith. And God moves when we offer a deasis prayer, a really strong petition. Joel? When I was talking about Elijah, I also thought about Joshua. You know, Joshua prayed for the day to be extended, mm. and the sun stayed up. And it had to be. That is just amazing. Our prayer, our prayers are so very powerful. That, just think about that. Joshua prayed, and the sun stopped. And God is no respecter of persons. And I think that is so encouraging because we all have times in life when we have urgent requests. And we can ask God to do a miracle in our life immediately. Amen. The Bible says to come to the throne boldly. And I believe Joshua was asking boldly when he asked for the day to be extended. Amen. And I just want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you to believe in your prayers. You know, God hears. The Bible says he does. And I want to encourage you to pray. Pray earnestly. For a miracle be done in your life. I also read something not long ago. I really enjoyed it. I want to read it to you. It's very short. It says, pray about it as much as you think about it. Pray about it as much as you think about it. And I think if we did that, we would all be making better decisions. But pray earnestly. Your prayers have great power for your family. You can change your generation. Amen, Denise. Well, when we pray, we open ourselves to to God's possibilities. We open ourselves to his creativity. But when we worry, we are open ourselves to fear. We're open ourselves to doubt. And but prayer shuts the door to worry. Like Paul was like Job was just saying. It shuts the door to worry. And and it is natural for us to be on our face before God or whatever position you get in to seek him with all of your heart. It is a natural thing for us as his children to seek him in this way. You know, I once read that a real man of God learns to walk on his knees. Mm. And I really like that because being in a prayer position I'm telling you, it is a powerful, powerful position. But I want to translate for you this word deasis in the context of Ephesians 6, verse 18, which is where we start about pray with all prayer at all times, with all prayer and supplication. That word supplication is this Greek word deasis. Listen to what it means. Praying always with all prayer 
and with all earnest, sincere, heartfelt petition. Mm. It's when you just make a real strong petition for God to do something and to do it now. And I've said to you that if you need somebody to pray with you, contact us because we'll ask God to move now. We'll make a prayerful petition with you and we want to pray for you right now. And tonight I want to pray for God to bless your finances. Joel wants to pray for the salvation of your family and friends. Maxine is going to pray for your health. Denise is going to pray for your relationships. And I want us to begin with Denise. Denise. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you together with our home group. And Lord, right now, I just pray over these relationships, Lord. Difficulties in relationships, Father. God, we ask you right now in the powerful name of Jesus, we ask you now for answers, answers in these difficult questions and these difficult relationships and division in relationships, Father. We ask you right now, Father God, and I know that you hear us, Lord, and we're asking you for your answers over those questions about those relationships that have been difficult and that it seems that the devil has gotten into. We come against the power of the enemy over those that division that's come in those relationships in the name of Jesus. And Father, I hold the blood of Jesus over everyone that's listening to us right now concerning their relationships yeah. in Jesus' name. Father God, I ask you to bless our relatives. You loved us so much that you sent us your son. And Father God, I ask you to give our families salvation. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to do a work in our families' lives, in our relatives' lives who need to know you. They need to know you, Jesus. And we ask you to do a work in their lives mm. for them to have a revelation about who you are. Mm -hmm. Father God, I ask you to just bring them to Christ. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, do that miraculous work in their lives. Amen. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, that they would come to know your wonderful name. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father God, I know that you hate it when we feel pain. Jesus, you died for us, and I'm praying for our uh, home group, for our TV family, for our partners. Where there is pain, Lord, touch with your hand right now. Right now, release your healing power. Let this pain leave their bodies right now. In Jesus' name, devil, leave them alone. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you for your strong presence. Mm. And Father, I thank you for every giver, for every partner. And Lord, tonight we're talking about deasis. We're asking you to urgently move and respond to their need. Lord, they have given their money. They have sown their seed. They have a right to believe for you to move in their life. And I'm asking you to move mightily Amen. for their bills to be paid. Amen. Lord, for you to bring them the resources that they need about their house, about their car, about their dreams, about everything. God, I'm asking you to move mightily in their lives. Multiply the seed they've sown. We ask you to show up in their finances. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're out of time, but this has been wonderful. Wonderful. 
We'll be back tomorrow night. And tomorrow night, we're going to continue talking about the love test. Don't miss tomorrow night. It's going to be great. Sleep well tonight, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.